Good evening. Welcome to the Laughing Monkey Music Show. Tonight we have on Gary Dak and I. How you doing tonight, Gary? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Glad to have you on. Gary is Stevie D's brother from Buck Cherry, but Gary is also a lifelong guitar player, professional musician. And he is like a sleeper, kind of undiscovered to a lot of people. So hopefully we'll start bringing him out there for a lot more people to see him and enjoy him because it's a, it's a guitar family. Early on. What, what got you going early on? Yeah, we were rocking out early. Uh, basically, junior high, even a little bit before junior high. We were, uh, he was playing trumpet and I was playing saxophone. And even before that, we were playing piano. Um, but as soon as we got guitars, that's when uh, things started getting momentum. And uh, we were playing like Zeppelin, Rush. Uh, my thing was UFO. When I heard Michael Schenker, Strangers in the Night, uh, and played rock bottom and lights out, all that uh, UFO uh, stuff. That's when I started playing melodically and uh, started stretching out with solos. Did you guys both start playing on clubs separately or together? Because usually the brothers kind of play a little bit and then, because your music's a little bit different now. You're more of a bluesy or rock. Yeah, um, he was definitely uh, more metal and uh, more like that 80s. Uh, more ACDC to uh, yep. like Motley Crue and Guns N' Roses, uh, that type yeah. of vibe. And I was uh, started going into jazz and I was listening to Miles Davis, uh, West Montgomery, and um, even started playing classical. Via Lobos was a big thing for me. And, uh, some of the uh, Spanish guitar type stuff. So I would. Uh, just try and learn as much as possible different styles. But we played in bands together too. And uh, one of the mythical stories is uh, we played in a band, we got kicked out of the Thirsty Whale. So <laughs> <laughs> it's some, uh, it was like a battle of the bands. And I'm not going to go into detail, but uh, we played there. And then uh, the next time out, we got kicked out. Um, we kind of meet with the blues because uh, Steve is like doing. Um, uh, he's, he's into Gretsch guitars lately and doing the rock yes. and thing. And um, so we kind of meet. I've been lately into a lot of country. Um, the telecast really? me there. Uh, I'm a big Danny Gatton fan and Albert Lee. And between that and Stevie doing the rockabilly, we come up with ideas and we bounce ideas off each other. So the blues has always been uh, the root of it all. It's been. Uh, Blues crosses with, with jazz and rock, and uh, it, it's like the foundation for me. Um, so if I stretch out, I'll always come back to the blues. Yeah. What is what's some of the stuff you've done to get to the point where you're at now? Because right now you're starting to play out. You're also also have uh, a new uh, yeah. Well, music let's program. start with now, then I'll dial it back. I released a couple let's, singles. Uh, I wanted to record an album with my uh, son um, who was at a recording arts program here in Cleveland. But when COVID hit, um, all those plans went out the window. So I had to readjust my plans. So instead of releasing an album, I just dropped a couple singles and started booking shows as things started opening up. And um, hopefully um, within the next couple months, I can uh, put out an EP and then start playing even more. So that's my goal. But um, before that, I was been teaching yoga and incorporating yoga with live music and combining that. And uh, 
been making a lot of contribution in the Cleveland area with in, in high schools, in uh, family centers, in hospitals. Uh, oh, wow. Um, outdoor festivals. And even in the corporate setting, I'd go into businesses and teach yoga in conference rooms and cafeterias <laughs> with live music. I play like guitar mantras and then call the poses. So that's been uh, a really great creative outlet in reaching out to people and helping a lot of people that way. And simultaneously, I was still recording. I uh, was recording hip hop. I, I did some tracks with um, Bone Thugs and Harmony. I'm on a couple uh, um, Public Enemy albums and um, did a thing with Snoop Dogg through all that. And uh, for a long time, I was playing weddings. So I throw on the tuxedo. and uh, That's uh, good money. Yeah. And it was steady for a long time. Um, but my path kept winding. But the, the common thread is teaching. I, I like teaching and uh, sharing whatever I learn with uh, people from all ages, from kids to um, adults and it's been very fulfilling. And um, I think through COVID, I just got, had a lot of time to uh, get clear on what I wanted to do with writing and uh, been uh, putting that, uh, putting each step in place to, to record and then uh, do shows. Are you, when you're, when you're writing, are you just writing with guitar, piano, acoustic? How are you doing that? Just noodling and then it comes up with something or um you know i have this broken laptop um with uh ableton and uh i just plug right in with the line six uh, thing and i establish a groove and i just go and um i get my ideas down and i've uh worked with Steve on a single. And then I worked with a friend from Chicago who does a lot of film on my second single. So even though I have limited uh, resources, I knew uh, that I wanted to get my ideas moving and uh, get them out there. And I had good help with Steve and my friend DC McAuliffe, who's done like a ton of film work. And we, we go back to high school and playing Iron Maiden and all the metal tunes like, and, what uh, single was it that you did even that's uh, right brand new day and yeah. uh, it, it's basically a blues but i throw in this like uh i guess it's like a jazz riff where i uh, offset the beat and people think it's like an uh, uh, odd meter beat but it's not it's four four and i just hit it hard uh and it's one of my favorite tunes that I've written. And, if only you had a guitar in here, we could play that riff. It's a good riff. Uh, I'll play it. Yeah, I mean, uh, <laughs> so it's on G. Just get kick into a blues. And then uh, 
it's a, a song about getting back to basics, getting back to the real root of uh, what I wanted to do and um, living a life of gratitude. And uh, one of the lines is, I count my blessings each and every day and got no time to complain. I got a brand new day. And that's the basic <laughs> uh, idea of the lyrics. I like that song. I, I like that. It's, um, you have a couple. What was it? Um, uh, fallen ra- rain, fallen rain. Oh, or... Let the rainfall. Uh, that song let the rainfall. Yeah, that I love. That's probably my favorite one I've heard. Great. Yeah, I'm bringing that back. I uh, re- recorded that about ten years ago, and um, it's another funk riff. I'm not going to play it now. I'm rusty on that. No, but no. Um, uh, vocally and uh, harmonically, I really like the chords. So th- those are like church chords, like gospel chords, and. Uh, the cool thing about church chords is you can like change one or two notes and you can feel the movement, but you're still holding in to a certain harmony. There's common threads with all those chords and uh, the voice. Those feel good know, chords. Yeah, Makes you feel good when you hear those notes. Uh, yeah, I'd have to review that. That's the song I haven't played for a while, but I'm, I am going to bring it back. So. Good. I think it should belong in your album. So all the singles you've had are going to put on the album plus some stuff we haven't heard. Uh, yeah, um, I, uh, yeah, everything's going to be blues based and I have a couple things that are kind of, uh, country influenced and jazz influenced, but there's still, I have a the root of blues within it, you know. Do you have all your songs written or are you still? Uh, pretty much. I have about, um, I have about 15 songs that I, I can play live right now. And, um. I have a couple ideas that I'm working on and there's some, some stuff that I've uh, done many years ago that I've resurrected that I'm going to play uh, this in, in Lakewood in a couple weeks, a song called Signs and it's like a drop D uh, riff. And it's it's kind of like almost metal meets blues and uh, is, I wrote it at a time when I was uh, going through a breakup and <laughs> that can be powerful too, you know. Those are the best songs that come from the saddest, yeah. saddest songs. Yeah, yeah. Uh, one thing uh, I hear and it's over and over and over and on the show, the best songs are from the saddest times. Yeah, I, uh, one of my favorite quotes is from Martin Scorsese, where he said, "The most personal is the most creative," and I yeah. try to go there if I don't freak out because it gets <laughs> successful. You're like reliving your worst moment over and over again. You yeah, know. you try and see it in a new way. Because, you know, we've all been through breakups or challenging times. And I think if you shine light on it and put music to it, you'll feel it differently. And then you can be empowered by it instead of uh, having it stuck and being stuck in it. And uh, this way you can express it and be free of it. And maybe it'll inspire someone else to uh, break out of a challenging time. So that's my, that's kind of what the blues is about because um, yes, the blues always makes me happy. I mean, I, I'll hear like uh, "Born Under a Bad Sign" or "The Sky Is Crying" and uh, "Stormy Monday." You know, sad songs and um, you know, I'll, I'll, I'll feel better. Or "Since I've Been Loving You," you know, it's really right. a dark song, but I just go there and. It lifts me up, partly because the musicianship is so great. And mm-hmm. if someone's expressing themselves so deeply, I feel 
it's possible for me to open up and express myself from a challenging time. So. Let's take a minute and talk about your show. So this will give a couple sets when you're doing your show. Yeah, this particular show, um, it's at your neighborhood bar uh, in West Side Cleveland. And it's a newer place. I haven't been there yet, but um, the bass player that I'm working with, uh, Justin Butcher, he plays jam night every Monday. And it seems uh, like the people there are super friendly and they know their music. It's run by musicians. Oh, and, nice. Uh, so the bands who play there on the weekend, they play three sets. And it was like, well, uh, my band is new. We could do two sets and I'm going to do a solo acoustic set to open it. Because for the past couple of years, I've been playing solo acoustic uh, at open mics, really testing new material. That's how I write some of my music. I'll write, force myself to write a song that day, then go to the open mic and play it. And that's a part what? of my routine. Yeah. And um, usually I nail it, but there's been times where I totally screw it up and I even stop in the middle of the song. And then I'll segue to Beatles or something like that. But that um, is some brave stuff, man. Oh. Yeah, I mean, it forced me to write music. I said, you know, I need to write music because I just want to create. And so I'm going to do a solo acoustic set, and then I'm going to do two sets with the band. And I'm uh, incorporating some covers. I mean, I've been really hardcore with original music. But since I have the time and I have great musicians I'm working with, I'm going to uh, play some tunes that I've wanted to play that I haven't played. Um, you know, some Jimi Hendrix, some Stevie Ray Vaughan, some ZZ Top. And I'm including uh, a tune by Herbie Hancock, uh, Cantaloupe Island, and uh, Jaco Pastorius, the chicken. Just fun, easy jams. Yep. They're not really easy, but uh, they're fun jams. And uh, so I'm playing stuff that inspires me um, to include with the original music. So it's fun. When you're playing acoustically like that, the diff of doing that acoustically and then playing with a band, is it, is it the same for you at this point? Uh, yeah, because- It feels kind of naked with just the acoustic guitar. You know what I'm saying? Like, it feels like it's really out there. Um, you are more exposed when you play solo. You really have to, um, uh, for me, I, I feel I need to establish good rhythm mm -hmm. as a soloist, a solo a performer, and make sure there's, there's no hiding. So you have to have your skill set um, as best as you can uh, play. And, and especially vocally, because um, if, if like when I'm in a band and uh, I'm singing and playing, I might drop a lyric or drop a note, but I'll catch it on guitar, you know? Right. But um, when I'm playing solo, uh, you really have to have everything together. I feel. Tools, your tool belt is quite prolific between doing session work, teaching, doing yeah. live performing, then writing the songs and doing the electric versions. You really yeah. got, all, got everything covered there to keep your, yourself sharp. Yeah, now that I think about it, you're right. <laughs> But, you know, uh, in the moment, I'm just uh, I'm exploring a lot and experimenting a lot, and uh, yeah, I guess I'm uh, covering a lot of ground. And my goal is to uh, reach more people and perform more. Like and you, you really challenge yourself. I mean, it's got a 
push you because like, you know, session work, the pressure's on, the clock's on, the dollar, you gotta do this money. You know, everyone's like listening to your exact move. So everyone's just thinking about what you're doing. Yeah. Or if you're like acoustic, it's very much for your notes and your singing and your melody. Like everything is just magnified. But then if you're yeah. doing a rock show, people are either drunk or partying and they really want to have fun. Mm-hmm. And they're putting it all on you. No matter how miserable the day is, they want to rock or, or jam or oozy or feel. They want to feel, really. And it's yeah. kind of on your shoulders. Yeah, it's so true. Um, in different environments, I do um, put that pressure on myself. That's where practice comes in. Um, and a lot of repetition. And like lately, I've been working on my vocals uh, more than my guitar because I, um, just the nature of being a lead singer now and a frontman. Um, so I'll pop in a CD of all my songs as I'm driving uh, to like teach a yoga class or te- uh, as I'm going to teach lessons. And I'll sing three or four songs just to make sure I get my, keep my vocal chops up and to keep the memory of the lyrics. Cause that's a lot of lyrics. You know, if you play for three sets, that's a lot of lyrics to remember. <laughs> so. It to feel like they're harder than music to learn. I think it's kind of more of a challenge. Yeah. I mean, you have to have all those tools together. Um, so like doing all those open mics help my acoustic playing. So the solo acoustic set will just be, um, a rendition of the open mics and then the new band um, we just worked really hard on uh, this last show and that was all the original stuff so now we're having a little bit of fun doing covers and throwing that in there so it's just like a continuous uh, effort to uh, add on and still remember what we've been working on um, it really does it feels like, it feels like a greatest hits type of you all, all the everything is. for you right it can be a lot, but I'm going to have for fun. It? Yeah, I'm going to have fun. Because um, um, uh, that's the point of it, because I, I know I'll make mistakes. and uh, But if I'm connecting with the audience and uh, just giving my all, I think it, it'll be a great performance. And I have a good band to back me up, and we're going to play off each other. Hey, so the band's kind of new. Right? Yeah, we're doing instrumentals too, so that'll take the load off my vocals. Um, the drummer Scott, I've been playing for a lot with a long time, on and off. So uh, he did some shows with me um, about ten years ago, mm-hmm. uh, and then I went into my yoga live music phase, solo acoustic phase, and then I brought him back. I said, "Hey, man." Uh, I've been recording and I want to do a few shows and uh, are you busy? And he goes, oh, I'd be up for doing some shows. And um, yeah. I actually had to contact, uh, I contacted eight bass players before I found Justin. And uh, he was the, the perfect match because he plays all the blues, he plays all the rock and he's really uh, into some of the more jazzy stuff that I like. So. I imagine you have a bunch of contacts, though, for what you do between teaching and doing sessions, you probably have. Yeah, I, for some reason, bass players were harder to find. And um, so I, I'd call people, and then it would lead me to another bass player, and the schedule wouldn't work out, and it would lead me to another bass player, and <laughs> yeah, he was busy. And then stylistically, 
another bass player didn't work, but uh, we found uh, Justin and his first rehearsal was great. Then we did a show yeah. at the club Grog Shop, which is a popular club in uh, Cleveland here. And um, we rocked it out. We pretty much nailed it. And um, then I wanted to uh, play on the West side and Justin was already playing at Otis's. And um, it was a new venue and I was excited to play this place. When did you start doing the singing, adding to your, because you're playing guitar, you said, what, like, what, 30 years or something now, right? You play yeah. your whole life, but singing is something more. Um, yeah, singing's hard, man. It's, it didn't come natural. It didn't come easy to me. Um, How long have you been doing it, trying to even like singing out live? Um, well, I played guitar for about maybe eight years. And then um, I was working with the band one of my teachers uh, was helping me produce and he said, you should start singing because we couldn't find a singer and, um, or we had singers, but they'd flake out and they weren't reliable. And um, Stevie was in California at the time and he even came back and uh, sang with my band uh, for a couple of shows. And then uh, kept looking for singers and uh, my teacher said, you should sing. And he uh, hooked me up with uh, a couple teachers. One was an operatic teacher and one was an R&B uh, type teacher. And uh, so I learned the basic mechanics mm -hmm. and started singing. And after that, uh, I found a teacher that I really liked named Jamie Bandera. Uh, he's the guy who shatters wine glasses with his voice. And he works with a <laughs> lot of metal singers. Yeah. And, uh, He's really amazing. And he brought my voice to the next level where I could expand my range and sing with more power. And um, so I've been practicing like for the past three years, three or four years, almost five to seven days a week on my vocals. I have uh, like about 20 minutes of vocal exercises where sometimes I would go to my car in my garage to do my vocal exercises because I didn't want to wake up my neighbors um, below me in my apartment. And yeah. so I would <laughs> do my vocal exercises in my car or I'd drive somewhere and sit in a parking lot and do my vocal exercises. And because they can be really loud. I do some vocal sirens with a lot of power. And uh, <laughs> like, who is that guy? Who's a crazy guy in the parking lot again? Yeah, I was like, what is that sound? What is that? There's no music. I just hear him yelling in the car. Is he on the phone? The he has free. So um, it's got to be a challenge, though, right? Like, so, but as you're grappling that and you're playing guitar time, I hear that's the worst thing ever. It is hard. Like, um, one of the tunes I'm working on is uh, Stevie Ray Vaughan's uh, Couldn't Stand the Weather. Now, vocally, he's only singing like, uh, five or six notes within uh, an octave, maybe an octave and a half of right. notes. But rhythmically, he's hitting some uh, funky stuff and uh, just trying to line that up, the vocals with the guitar is really hard. So I take things really slow and uh, before I kick it in. And uh, when I play my own stuff, uh, I... Play, learn the guitar part and nail the guitar part and then uh, try and put the vocal on top 
in a way that weaves in and out and the guitar and the vocals support each other. So they're not fighting each other. You know? So I'll give you an example of this. Um, one of my acoustic songs. I've played yeah. this um, um, with a band before, but so. so. driving the rhythm and trying to sing something uh, that fits and uh, where the guitar and the vocal will come together in a way that works. It sounds great. It's, it's, I always find that amazing when people are singing lead and usually playing like lead guitar and trading off. Because yeah. I think it's the hardest thing in the world to be doing like because it's just different different notes, different rhythms, you know? Yeah. It's just... Um, it's getting harder, except for except for Getty Lee playing like a, with a foot bass and bass and keyboard and singing. Like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? I mean, you can't. How he does it, I don't know. Uh, I marvel at anyone who plays an instrument and sings. I, I was uh, yeah. watching uh, something Paul Simon did, um, a video he did in March, and his finger picking. He was singing the boxer, and I, I sang that at my dad's funeral. And I didn't really finger pick. I kind of strummed it because I didn't have a lot of time to prepare. But the intricacies of what he plays and uh, the way he sings on top of that is just mind blowing to me. And he still does it you know, at this time. And this is like 50 years later. You don't see that as much. Like also, you know, like Lizzie Buckingham would do that too with, uh, was it uh, yeah. Big Love, right? When he says yeah. GM out with Big Love and he starts screaming it. You're like, yeah, that's insane. Yeah, and like landslide, the stuff he does. Well, he's not singing that, but but the same thing. And it's mm-hmm. look, he's not on the side life. So this is your first kind of your big show you're doing right now. You're playing out. Is this gonna be a regular thing now? You're gonna be playing out a lot now, or um, yeah, I'm, I'm looking to uh, book more shows um, and, and record more music and just trying to juggle life. I'm I'm a single dad and. Um, uh, and uh, trying to do a lot of the things like I'm, I'm still teaching I'm t- uh, music, I'm teaching yoga. Um, so to do live shows and record music, you know, I have to really step right. up, make sure I schedule it, you know. So that's cool. So you said your kid's going to record you? Uh, my son, he was in the recording arts program at Cuyahoga Community College here for a couple of years. And then when COVID hit, everything went online, and he said, "I don't want to do this online." So he uh, just recorded on his own, and he started working uh, odd jobs. He's painting houses now, and he's looking to do other types of work. Uh, but he's still recording, but just not at school. I mean, they have a yeah. state-of-the-art recording facility that's uh, funded by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, and uh, he was in the trench there. Uh, recording and they have a great uh, 
facility there. But when COVID hit, everything shut down and uh, went online. And you didn't. So I, uh, re I recorded in my bedroom on my laptop and I did my vocals in the bathroom because uh, I opened up the yeah. shower and the, the reverberation was perfect, you know? <laughs> and I was inspired by 10CC uh, who recorded like multiple vocal tracks in the shower and then they put them on their faders and uh, did that one That's song, great. I'm Not In Love. And uh, so I said, well, I have limited resources, but let's try it. And it worked. <laughs> Yeah. It's awesome. This has been this has been really fun. I'm glad I'm glad you came on. I'm glad you had some time. Um, yeah. This is great. Where can people? So I'm gonna put the links where everybody can see you at and reach you at underneath the show. Mm -hmm. You said you're teaching too. Can people get lessons from you also? Yeah, I teach. Uh, well, lately I've been teaching mostly online uh, through okay. and uh, I'm right here at Celebrity School of Music in Warrensville Heights, it's just outside Cleveland. And um, I teach at all levels. I mean, I have a couple uh, uh, students, uh, one in Seattle uh, who does studio music and they'll like call me at the last minute. I have a recording, <laughs> what do I do? You know, just, uh, when's your session? He goes, tomorrow. I say, well, I'll make a pot of coffee. You're gonna stay up all night. So <laughs> yeah, um, I Skype. Uh, all the way to Finland um, and Canada. So um, you can make GaryDakenai.com. Okay. And uh, I'm on Instagram at Gary underscore Dakenai. Uh, so yeah, lessons are great. I, I, it keeps me uh, inspired and it keeps my chops up to make sure that I uh, uh, know my stuff because I'm a, a classical guitar student and uh, he's learning Bach and uh, Francisco Tarega, so I have to keep my classical chops up. It's, it's like having a perfect job to when you're not working. You know, you get to go to work and practice while you're at work. So then you're, yeah. you're working, you're already, you're practice, warmed up. Yes, I have to keep my uh, playing together. So um, yeah, so this shows at Otis's uh, Cruise Inn in Lakewood. It's a newer venue and uh, the people seem really friendly and they're for the musician. Uh, they have a songwriter night. Uh, they just started that on Wednesday. They have jam night on Monday and they have some really good bands coming through on the weekends. Um, and the date of your show is? November 12th. Okay. Three uh, sets, eight o'clock, 8 p.m. to 11 p.m. Okay. Uh, Thanks for being on the show, man. All right. Thank you, Sean.